Welcome to the Interop Now podcast, where it's all about health data interoperability and the technology solutions that will transform your business. We bring you the information you need to find the right solutions to exceed federal requirements, improve patient satisfaction, and increase your bottom line. We will talk to leading industry experts about using APIs to unleash, repurpose, and scale healthcare data. And now your host, interoperability maven, Sandy Vance. Hi, everybody. It's Sandy Vance. Today, we are talking to Yext, a company on a mission to transform enterprises with AI search. We'll be talking to Carrie Lichen, who heads the healthcare vertical for Yext, about why keyword search is no longer enough to power business platforms and how this product is helping healthcare organizations gain customer loyalty by delivering better information with automated intelligence-powered searches. Thanks for joining us, Carrie. Tell us about yourself and Yext. Sure. It's great to be here. Um, So yes, my name is Carrie Lykin. I am the head of industry for healthcare at Yext. I started at Yext almost six years ago uh, to lead the healthcare business. And I previously came from Google where I helped to found the healthcare team out of the Google Boston office. And in both of my roles, both at Google and at Yext, I'm tracking and understanding the digital patient journey. So I really understood when I was at Google, understanding the the journey from how people are finding information from early on when they could access information via Google, all the way to a very different way that people are searching for information today. So when I moved from Google to Yext, um, I moved from understanding what was happening on a search engine to understanding what was happening um, via how organizations can actually control what people see uh, once they they get that search result. So at Yext, we have a a search engine cloud, what I like to call it, and we are a software platform that houses data. So any type of data that people could search for, our platform could actually house that data. And then we have open APIs and we can have people build into our platform to power search experiences if they want to access the data to draw it out. But we also can send that data to places where people are searching externally, like Google and WebMD and other places where people could be looking for healthcare information. So we've built that business over the last six years and it's been a real transformation. And I think it's transformed uh, the provider and the payer space quite significantly. And it really does help not only individuals find information that they need and make sure that it's accurate, but also helps organizations organize the information that they have. And most especially, let's say provider information, which has not historically been quite organized over the many years that uh, especially marketing and IT teams have been managing it. But it serves those dual purposes of actually being able to organize, but then also just, you know, send the information to be discovered. So I think we're doing some good stuff and I'm really excited about what we're doing. And it all comes down to connectivity and making sure that data can actually transfer from one place to another. Absolutely. So when you're talking about helping healthcare organizations and a lot of times, especially for the Interop Now Pavilion at Vive, we're talking to organizations that are working with patient care data. And what we're talking about here is actually quite different. It's publicly accessible data, but it's the ability to pull that data from a lot of different places. So can you talk about how in partnerships or relationships that you have with healthcare providers, you all are making a difference in getting the types of information that you're getting to the patients? 
Yes. Yes. And you're correct in, in that our platform doesn't take in the patient data necessarily, but it is taking in a lot of data that like I said before, can be searched for that people could be searching for. So providers could be searching for it and most especially patients and consumers could be searching for it. So marketing teams are usually the owners of provider data and location data and facility data. They tend to be the ones who are managing that, that, that external visibility of what is actually available at a health system. So is a provider, is a cardiologist, is the cardiologist actually working within the system? Is the cardiologist accepting patients? Is the cardiologist even accepting patients on Tuesday afternoon? There are a lot of, does the cardiologist even accept a certain type of insurance? They're usually the ones, the marketing team are usually the ones who are managing this information. And historically, up until a couple of years ago, I would say I would hear mostly that people would say, I'm managing this information via an Excel spreadsheet. And Dr. Famous over here and Dr. Whiny over here and Dr. Big Mouth over here will call the marketing team and say, my information is incorrect. You need to change it. And so the marketing team point person would typically try to change it in a content management system so that it would change on the website. Maybe they would change it in that Excel spreadsheet. Maybe they would log into Google individually for individual doctors, and they would try to make that change just through Google My Business. And it just became a massive beast to try to manage. And so now marketing teams are saying, okay, this is great. Now there's a place where we can manage this information. And the easiest way to do so is to actually have credentialing pipe in information into, let's say, a platform like Yext's then Yext could pipe in information to the CMS or the CMS could pipe in information to Yext. We can have facilities platforms pipe in information. So now all of a sudden there are all of these different technology platforms that are allowing data to move from one place or another and allowing a marketing team member to free up that time that they were doing in all of the corrective measures but then to also sort of play traffic cop with the data so they can understand data flows and understand how that data can be updated in one place and trickle down to update into other places and then hence the external places as well. The world of APIs is exploding and you guys are taking data from a lot of different places. I think that's kind of where this interoperability piece comes in. How do you see that really facilitating healthcare's transition to more uh, more care being offered at ambulatory sites versus, um, you know, major health systems, and also more, you know, health systems being able to maintain that network, uh, you know, their network information in one place. <laughs> I just wrote a podcast, or I just wrote a um, blog post about this. Um, so the interesting I would say piece about that question is that it all comes down to a patient or a consumer understanding what is actually available to him or her and being able to discover that information. So if let's say a consumer is looking for, consumers are looking for convenience at the end of the day. They're not necessarily looking for brand or loyalty to a brand anymore. They're looking for the most convenient thing that they can access at a moment when they are feeling pain, diagnosis, symptom, condition, whatever it might be. And so that could mean that somebody could go to CVS to get some type of care. It could mean that somebody could go to an urgent care. It could mean that someone could find online, look for a provider, like a primary care provider, 
who's offsite, not at a health system's physical location, but maybe offsite in a neighborhood or in a town that is convenient to that searcher. But again, it's all about convenience, but how do they actually know about this? They're typically going to a place where they're looking for the information and they're searching for that information. So they're tending 74% of the time, people are going to Google first to look for that information. But then they're also going to websites, like owned websites to find information, to drill down as well, to just make sure they can find the information that they need so that they can avoid doing the more complex thing, avoid going into the city if they live outside of the city, avoid all of the hassle because it's inconvenient to them. So when we peel back the layers of more layers of that onion, it's all about then the organization understanding the data and whether they can actually get that information in the hands of that consumer. If they can't get all of that data together, no matter what, whether you have open APIs, whether you have you know, any types of platforms, if you can't get your data in one place and get a command over it to be able to distribute it to a place where somebody can discover it and to recognize that, hey, this is a more convenient option for me than going into the city, I can go down the street, then that whole process breaks down. So it's really important to be able to just collect the information. And how do you collect the information? I am always counseling organizations to understand, do you have silos or do you have that opportunity to actually build connectivity with different platforms that you have internally? And right now, many have silos. So you have to unbreak and like unlock all of those, pull them all together, set up some sort of data governance plan or data governance committee so you actually understand what it is that you offer and then figure out the distribution and dissemination. So is that then where they usually start? You know, when you go into a provider organization and sort of, I'm sure you collect all the different things that they need to bring together to figure that out. Where do you usually begin? Like, is that provider data? Is that location data? Like what, what are the, the sort of the low hanging fruit or the quick wins that you can help an organization get? Um, And then how do you build on that? A lot of times it is the, it's provider and the location data in combination. So we have solution engineers who will come into an organization and will work with the marketing and IT teams in conjunction with one another with a big, well, this is pre-pandemic, but we would have a big whiteboard and literally diagram out where data lives. And it's interesting when everyone sits at the same table, first of all, many of them have never met each other before. So they're introduced for the first time. Second of all, what was fascinating is that new sources of information and data pop up when they go up on that whiteboard. So a marketing team member will say, well, I didn't know we had data about XYZ in this location over here. And the IT team will say, I didn't know you bought that platform or that you invested in that technology. So it opens up a conversation, but it also then at the end of that big meeting, you have this big whiteboard of different data sources. And it's just for provider data and just for facility data. I mean, this is a provider, I like to say, a provider is a health systems product. If a health system were Amazon, what would the health system be selling? The provider's time and specialties. So that is what they need to get command over in order to be able to act like Amazon and make sure that they can open up that product and that product schedule to availability to somebody to actually book an appointment. 
Where do they need to go see that provider? At that location. So you always have to have both. You have to have the provider data and the facility data in conjunction. So we help to map all of that out. And then there are always discussions afterward. You know, the organization will continue to have discussions around, I didn't know this. Oh my goodness, how do we figure this out? What do we need to tackle? So they'll tend to try to understand because everyone seems to think that their source of truth is the source of truth and it's the most important source of truth. So the credentialing or the medical staff office always thinks that they have the best source of truth for the system, which might be true for credentialing, but then marketing thinks that they have a source of truth because they present the external facing information about the health system. So they think they have the source of truth, but then facilities has their own source of truth and it just keeps on going. So what I like to say is bring all of your sources of truth together and make sure that they can talk to one another so that for whatever the use case is, you can then make sure the right information gets to go to that place for that use case. So for marketing, do you have all of the components that you need? For credentialing, maybe you don't need any access. You have everything you need because you're getting a lot from external sources anyway and from the doctors anyway. For facilities, maybe there are changes that marketing has seen that it can send back to the facilities uh, group or the facilities platform. There are just so many different ways to think about it. So when we outline it and we help organizations on that whiteboard, these are types of conversations that we end up talking about. But then we start with, okay, now that you have it, we start with just give us a file of the data. Initial, just give us a file of the data. Once you start figuring out where it lives, we just need something to start with. We may not be able to build all of the APIs initially, but at least we need something to start with and we can get it into the platform and then start to build all of those connections based on what the organization and our team has prioritized connectivity-wise, what should be first connected, second connected, third connected, and then hopefully build up the rules and things like that to actually say, if this, then go here, if that, then go there, like accept this, don't overwrite this, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so those rules are a big part of what you do. I think in um, one of the things that you said to me when we were talking before was we the the result of the search is what the user intended versus maybe what the user typed in the search <laughs> box, right? And so because you guys are using AI, you're able to sort of comb through things and give better answers quite you know, mm -hmm. simply, you give better answers in these searches. And and um, can you talk a little bit about how this, you know, is superior to keyword search because of those rules engines and the, the use of the AI behind the scenes? Yeah, definitely. So now that we've collected the data and the data lives in this platform, I like to almost consider our platform like a, a relational database. So we'll know that you know, this often happens with providers. One doctor may not work in one physical location five days, seven days a week. One doctor might be in one location on Monday and Wednesday, in a different location on Tuesday, and a third location on Thursday and Friday. So they have three different locations that they are in at different points of any week. So what will happen is an organization will say, well, I have doctor information, great. What we say is now that you have the doctor information in the platform, you can now start to associate this doctor to this location, that doctor to that location, and you can start to build relationships among what actually lives in this platform within the X platform. So on top of it, you can build search experiences using our platform. So we have developer documentation. You can actually build and develop on top of the platform to build search experiences that taps into the relationships within the platform itself. 
So now we're not necessarily, if you think about it, if any organization who's listening to this, any organization goes to uh, go, go, go to your hospital website and do one of two things. Search for something on the search box, let's say at the upper right-hand corner, typically where it lives, on the upper right-hand corner of your website, and just search for something that is more conversational. So when I was at Google, I was starting to see the evolution of, I'm looking for a doctor, like doctor, literally, I'm just typing in doctor, to um, primary care provider near me who accepts Blue Cross. People are now actually searching like the latter search. So go ahead and search for something that's more complex. What happens when you get that search result, you will get some type of blue links that that come back that are literally matching to a word within that search, that full search query. So maybe it's for the primary care provider near me who accepts Blue Cross, maybe it's just matching to blue. So you're getting every single search result that highlights blue. That's what we call keyword search results keyword-based search results. But now, because we can tap into the relationships among the different entities within this database, which we call our knowledge graph, because you can tap into it, you now can actually read using AI, you can read the search query. You can say, oh, this person, this particular search is looking for a primary care provider. So that's a type of doctor near me, which is a location, which has to be pinned to a GPS or to an IP address. And then Blue Cross, we know that that's an insurance entity. So now let's say there are 20 primary care providers in this particular health system, but only two of them accept Blue Cross and only one of them is within five miles of your IP address. Now, instead of getting results for blue or results for all primary care providers, you get one primary care provider who is near the searcher who accepts Blue Cross, which is a huge deal for healthcare organizations because not only are you then able to map the right provider to the patient's desire or to the intent, but you're also, you're not causing confusion anymore. And you're not forcing, what we see a lot is you're not forcing people to leave your website to bounce off and go to Google and then let Google control that search, which then in a highly competitive, I mean, healthcare is very high, it's highly competitive now. Um, There's a lot of choice. And so if somebody can't find what they need on the site, they'll go and they'll see somewhere else. And either you had to run an ad to get them back, which is terrible because now you had to pay to bring somebody back because you couldn't fulfill their search in the first place. Or you just give them, you literally hand a, a prospective patient to a competitor within your area. So it's a really big deal to be able to actually understand that search intent. And the only way you can do that is to understand the relationships within that, what we call the knowledge graph for the software platform. The healthcare ecosystem is full of so many different systems. So CIOs have a lot to worry about in just managing patient data and managing, you know, I, I think at least when I was in a healthcare system, which has been a decade ago, but this would have been a marketing problem squarely in the marketing department. We would not have even been thinking about this when we were thinking about clinical system integration and, and all of the things that IT has to worry about. So, um, you know, it is evolving and it, it is now more and more consumers are looking for information on websites. I think used to uh, provider searches were probably probably one of the first things that you could 
could do online in healthcare, right? Um, and now we're doing everything else through our portals and through our digital front door applications and all of these health apps. So, um, you know, now it's super important that we get this right. And so I think it's a much bigger, bigger issue now, even though it was it's probably one of the longest standing issues uh, in IT, but, you know, IT shops have to own it. You can't keep just pushing it off on marketing anymore. One of the big trends that I talk about, um, and I, I think about this about every six months, I look at a couple of things. I look at what am I hearing whenever I'm talking to our customers and our prospects? What am I hearing in the industry? What am I reading in the research? And, and I'll come up with um, some trends. And so one of the trends that I had been seeing over the course of the pandemic was exactly what you were talking about, about IT, but then marketing and IT having to work together and partner together in ways that they have never done so before. And so I think the success of both the payer and the providers will require that type of communication, partnership, and strategic alliance. I even have a diagram that I put together that's a triangle, and I have IT on one point of the triangle, I have marketing on another point of the triangle, and then I have access and call center and support on the other point of the triangle. And I have arrows that are pointing to all of them because every single one of them has a piece of the consideration and of the strategy and can't operate in a silo anymore. If they operate in a silo, then they'll just be left behind. So marketing and IT have to work together because IT has to make sure that the technologies and the APIs and everything is all set and squared away so that marketing can do its job. But then marketing can get a lot of information from the access center and the call centers and support centers because they're the ones who are fielding exactly what's going on on the ground. And they're saying, I can't get this. I can't get this. I can't log in. I can't find a doctor. So they can start to work with IT to figure out all of the different ways of driving better access points, but then also marketing needs to be able to actually get that message out to the public so that it reduces calls. So it's a whole ecosystem now that I don't think healthcare organizations have had to deal with in the past. So it's, my triangle is not very well developed right now, but at least it contains all three points. It's not very pretty, but at least it allows me to speak to all of these different components of the new normal. And it's very clear that a spreadsheet that lives in marketing is no longer sufficient to manage your provider list. <laughs> no, it is very clear. And so if there are any healthcare organizations out there who are doing it, happy to help tell you some tips on how to make that a little bit easier and how to make it better because you should not be using a spreadsheet anymore. Mm -hmm. So true. How can healthcare providers get in touch with you? What's your company website, Carrie? Our company website is yext.com. It's very easy. Awesome. Carrie Likens, so nice to be here with you today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you.